Welcome to Stop Wanting Him Back and Find Someone Better, where I talk about my personal and my group coaching clients' experiences of healing our hearts, authentically falling in love with ourselves, and yes, finding someone better. I'm Claire the Heartbreak Coach. Let's take your love life and entire life to the next level. Hi, loves. Welcome to episode 29, How to Pay for Coaching. I am so excited for this episode. I know I spent many years hesitating to take the leap and invest in my coaching, even after I had invested in my coach training. Ironically enough, I thought, oh, but I'm a trained coach. So now I know how to coach and I can just coach myself. And shocker, I was still hitting some walls and repetitive patterns were continuing despite having a lot more intellectual awareness and knowledge about how these tools work, but still the work is never done. And I don't say that in a discouraging way. So stay with me on this episode, you guys. It's the most amazing thing because as we live, we will always continue to grow. This podcast, How to Stop Wanting Him Back. Yes, I'm teaching you how to heal your hearts, but then what, right? There's so much more. I just signed a client this past week and I started asking her about her job and her home life and the rest of the other areas of her life. And she's like, they're good. You know, like there was no drama happening there. But I said, this coaching work is not going to be just about getting over Mr. Wrong. This coaching work is yes, healing your heart over him. But then what do you do with that healed heart? Where are your thoughts? What do you want to create? What are the results? That's why I ask for a six month commitment, because this is so much more than healing your heart. We all have different journeys. I just had a friend over last night and some people have dating challenges. Some people meet the love of their lives right away. And some people have weight challenges and they watch their best friend be able to eat pizza and burgers all day, every day. And she doesn't. Everyone's on their own unique journey. So note to self, get over your victim story and start to understand your lesson with coaching. That's Megan Ladd. and echoing me, even if she's being polite. But I am so excited to have Megan on this episode. She helps life coaches make money. And I was so fortunate enough to meet her in Chicago at my mastermind group gathering. And Megan came into the group, as many of you know who have been following me. I have been working with Stacey Bayman for over a year, and I was in her mastermind group for the first six months of this year. And Stacey's business has grown exponentially, probably because I'm in her group. I'm kidding. <laughs> Stace, if you're listening, that was a joke. Um, but really, no. As a result, the mastermind group, this is Stacy's much smaller group, became very competitive to get into. I believe there were only six or seven spots with about 70 applicants. And Megan, I have chills. I'm just so proud of you, was one of the women selected to be in this group. So it's this group has gotten that much more competitive in a really healthy way of just very serious, committed coaches to growing our businesses. And yes, I'm in this mastermind group with a business coach to grow my business. But as I say this to you guys all the time, mindset work is mindset work wherever you're putting your mind, right? Like 
I have to change me in order to become the badass businesswoman that I am. The woman I was a year ago is totally different than the woman I am today because of the coaching that I took from my business coach, because I had to shed myself of so many limiting beliefs to propel myself forward. One of them being really owning my value as a coach. I was seeing tremendous results from my clients and really struggling with making my business a regular lucrative business, a consistent lucrative business, because I was a theater major, as my dad would say, who didn't know her arse from her elbow. And I really needed to learn how to build a consistent business. So this mastermind group is so much more than building your business. This heartbreak coaching is so much more than healing your heart because it's who do you become and what else can you create and how else can you grow? And that's what this podcast is for. I I, I want to attract clients and audience members who are just never done growing. I hope you continue to listen to this podcast. Uh, someone recently said it might, this podcast might be called how to stop wanting him back, but it's so much more about that. This is about female empowerment, self-love and encouraging the desire to constantly grow. I will never stop growing and I will never stop working with coaches, not because there's more work to do and I've got another mountain to climb. It's because I get so excited at the thought that my brain can create so much in my life, a huge business. And yeah, I brought Megan on the show to talk about money, which can often be a sensitive subject and we shouldn't talk about money. And, and I think it's so important to talk about money and be really open about it and make this a more comfortable conversation topic and something that doesn't have to be such a huge stressor in our lives. And I know for me, for those of you who haven't been following me for a while, I I was an actress since I came out of the womb and I graduated college a semester early because I was told, well, you can pursue your dream, but it's going to be really hard, really hard, really hard. I had teachers tell me this. I had family members tell me this. And shocker, it was really hard. And I'm not blaming teachers or family members, but I just had this belief (laughs) that it was going to be really hard. And I did have some success and I actually had some really great financial success booking commercials and all those things. But for sure, I played out a feast or famine story. So not only was I coming to Stacy over a year ago to learn how to build my business and grow it consistently and in a really healthy way, but I was also learning to heal my money mindset. And so I met Megan. I'm sorry this is such a long introduction, but I think it's important to share why I want to do this episode because I'm also hearing from so many of you who really are picking up what I'm throwing down and are loving my message. If I say so myself, I'm so appreciative of all the love and the reach outs and to hear that what I'm saying is really resonating with you guys. And I have the ability to articulate what it is that you're going through and that I'm able to inspire you guys to take what I have offered and apply it into your lives and start to heal your hearts and empower yourselves. But there's nothing like having a one-on-one coach to really just take a magnifying glass and put it on your brain and just point out the blind spots that you are unaware of. And that's why I'm drinking the Kool-Aid and have three coaches doing that with me right now. And so Megan and I got into an amazing conversation because I was girl crushing on her from afar and uh, saw how successful her business was. And Megan is 29 years old. And before we got on this call, I asked her her age and it, it wasn't like a It wasn't an invasive, like, how old are you? It just came up in context of conversation because I'm very open. I'm 38. I told Megan, I'm I'm turning 40 in a year and a half. I just turned 38 and a half. It's fine. 
I actually love getting older because I love who I am more, but that's a whole other episode. Ooh, that is a good episode topic, actually, um, yeah. because a lot of women in their late 30s, early 40s feel this pressure about finding their person so they can have babies. And I'm like, I'll have a baby on my own if I so choose to. You're welcome. I feel like he's going to come with a baby in my belly. I'm going to be like, hey, what up? There's two of us. And he's going to be like, great. <laughs> I'll be like, you're welcome. But I digress as usual. But I was just so impressed that Megan is 29. She has this successful coaching business, helping coaches make money. And she's going to get into a little bit more about what that all entails. And I told Megan, I'm like, Megan, if you met 29-year-old Claire, you would have run for the hills. I was a nightmare to be around. This was when I was moving through my rock bottom in my heartbreak with my rock bottom X episode five to learn more about that story. But I was broke as a joke. I did not know which way was up. I was so devastated. I was a shell of a person physically, emotionally. I could barely put one foot in front of the other. And I don't say any of this to be all victim-y. It just was what it was. And I didn't have the tools and I had a very, very low self-esteem. And so if someone was to tell me her coaching rate, i.e. what I charge now, I would have the same reaction that a lot of you are having. I would have like, there's no fucking way I can pay for that. I actually was a huge fan of Gabby Bernstein. Megan, are you familiar yeah, with Gabby? Gabby? And so she was just, you know, finding a place on the map. And I was really, I was obsessed with her book, Add More Ing to Her Life, to, Add More Ing to Your Life, Your Inner Guide. And I went to see her speak up in Ridgefield, Connecticut, because I was living in New York at the time. And I borrowed my parents' car and I drove up to Ridgefield, Connecticut, which was like an hour and a half just to see her speak. I was like, how do I get as close as I can to any spiritual leader, teacher, author, writer, um, yoga teacher, workshops, all the things, because I was searching so desperately. And I remember going to see her speak. And I remember doing some research and trying to figure out how I could work with her if she offered coaching services. And she was $400 an hour. And I was like, I never in a million years could ever pay for that. So mind you, you guys, that was eight years ago. So $400 an hour back then to me, especially because I had no idea that my thoughts create my results, let alone my thoughts create my money results. But $400 was just like, holy shit, I could barely make my rent. So Without further ado, I think it was just super important to bring on a coach who teaches other coaches how to make money. And Megan has just an incredible story about her own relationship with money, a couple of incredible stories that we're going to get into. So this was so long. This is a 10-minute introduction, Megan. <laughs> would you like to speak it. now? If you haven't listened to my podcast, I'm, sure, I'm surprised I haven't gotten a review yet where it's like, let your guests speak. <laughs> It's my bad. Yes. I'm terrible. So welcome. Hi. Hi. Thank you so much for having me on. I love your story and I'm so excited to be here. Money is one of my favorite things to talk about. Didn't used to be the case. Used to never, ever want to think or talk about money. And of course, the irony is that when we don't want to think about money, oftentimes that's when it's consuming our thoughts the most. And, you know, I talk a lot about financial freedom in my work and truly the way that I like to think about that is freedom from having to stress about money all the time, which of course, as you were talking about, it's like all starts with our thoughts. So we can get into more of that later, but I think I've of course had my own heartbreaks over the years. 
I recently married an amazing man. And so that's she just told me that he wrapped his (laughs) vows to her. And I'm like, send me the video (laughs) yesterday. Yes, video coming soon. But, you know, it was my own journey to get there. And truly the first time that I ever invested in myself and paid for coaching and a coaching program was to heal my own heartbreak. And I remember so vividly how scary that was. And it really, you know, was a huge turning point when I finally made that investment in myself. So I'm super passionate about investing in my own self and about people doing this in general. It's one of my favorite things to talk about. I think it's one of the best ways to maximize your life. So when Claire asked me to come on, I was so excited and I'm like, let's do this thing. <laughs> Woohoo! So let's start with, you had mentioned that you had a savings, right? Before yes. you started to, you decided to invest. And I think a lot of people, we all think like savings is super important for a rainy day. So let's start with that. And I would love to just also hear how old you were at this time. And because I'm just amazed and blown away and impressed by how established you are and everything. I'm like, I just got my shit together, maybe like yesterday. (laughs) So I would just love to hear your whole story on what made you decide to take the leap. And then we're also going to get into how a lot of people don't have savings and how they can create money for coaching if that's something that they really do want. But to not stay tuned, you guys, because we're going to get into not believing the story that you can't afford coaching ultimately. If you guys have been, you know, listening to my podcast and picking up what I'm throwing down, which as I mentioned before, so many of you have been, and that means the world, but I was like you, I, I saw it as a luxury. And now I know Megan and I both see coaching as our oxygen. There's, it's just, I will live in a smaller place. I will try my, my travel in the last few years has been only about family and business. It is not. And yeah, you guys have seen me. If you've been following me on Instagram, I've been to Cabo. I've been to Miami because Stacy has fine taste. Why do you think I chose her to be my coach? But we're working in these places. You might think, no, I don't even have money for travel. I don't have money for any of that, but just stay tuned because we're going to get into money mindset. If you have been thinking, picking up what I'm throwing down and recognizing that your thoughts create your results in your heartbreak, I ask that you stay open to the belief that your thoughts create your results with money as well. So Megan, take it away with your first story on moving through heartbreak and the decision to invest Yes. Okay. So my first story actually starts before I had the savings. So I even better before she had the savings, (laughs) before I had the savings and I wanted to invest in a spiritual psychology program that was 10 months. And I think it was around $14,000, which I definitely didn't have. And you could pay monthly, but I also definitely didn't have that. I was working as an executive assistant in Hollywood and it was pretty much entry level salary was making ends meet, but breaking even every month. And it took me a little while to finally commit to going to this program. I thought about it for two years, like danced around it, knew it would change my life, but it felt like so much money. And then what happened is I was repeating the same patterns in relationships. And I think you've said this before. I don't know anything about that. (laughs) I think you've said, you know, you were the common denominator. And there were a number of reasons why I wanted to do this program. But one of them was to really 
I knew I wanted a soul level relationship and I wanted to heal my own stuff. And soul level, but also a rapper. Yes. Like my (laughs) version of soul level is someone who raps. (laughs) Does he have a brother is all I want to know. I wish both <laughs> only children. It's so funny though. I was like, yeah, he is his full self, which is, I wanted someone goofy, right? Yes. So this is really, you know, an intentional thing, but I was interestingly attracting very serious people mm. and I love goofy people. So anyways, one of the things that I needed to heal was not needing to be a, someone else's source of joy. Right. Cause that was my thing so just needing to be the person in the relationship who uplifted the other one. And so I was attracting people who I really felt like I needed to uplift and didn't have the same kind of energy, weren't energetic matches. And so I knew I was in a relationship when I was applying to this program and I knew that I was going to outgrow it if I did it, which was terrifying. But I think here's the final pivotal point is at a certain point, you can't deny the pain points and that you're getting in your own way and that you're the common denominator. And when you reach that point and when you see that, it's like now or never. And so I made a decision that I was going to do this program. I didn't know how. And this is a really important thing when it comes to manifesting anything is releasing the how, staying open, and then showing up and acting as if and really showing up powerfully and taking that first step. I need you to slow that down, (laughs) Megan. Let's talk about this whole releasing the how, because this comes up even with releasing the how to heal the heart, right? Like people, people come to me and they're like, Ooh, Claire, the heartbreak coach. She must have this formulaic system to make me, my heart stop hurting. Right. (laughs) I wish that would be so easy, right? So the first step is to fall the fuck apart and grieve and lean into the pain. And they're like, I paid what for this? Right. And so really like really slowing that down because you and I are definitely way more woo woo than probably a lot of people. (laughs) And so you're like, because what you said to me in Chicago was it was $14,000 and I was just like, okay. And right. You thought about it for two years, but tell me about, and also again, how old were you at this time? I think I was 25. So I, (laughs) but wait, so, so you were 25. I'm just thinking about like the fucking hot mess I was and the victim that I was. I'm just like so blown away. And here's this 25 year old. that's like $14,000. Okay. How do I make this? Oh, I definitely wasn't that calm. (laughs) I I definitely was like, I'm never going to be able to afford this. That's so much money. Like, what is this crazy? She's a normal human. Okay. I was having all those thoughts, but that's why it took me two years. And so I literally thought those things, like there's no way I could ever do this for two years. And then I was in enough pain and I was so frustrated and fed up that I was like, it's time to make a change. Decided I've got to find a way. And I think that's the first step if we're slowing it down is making the the choice, like not letting yourself be in and out, but being like, okay, I am, as of this moment, it starts in October, I'm going to find a way to make this happen. And then, you know, in terms of the how, you can be open to exploring. I didn't know if that was going to look from, like, volunteering. I thought I might want to be a wedding photographer. So I didn't know if that was going to be from being a second shooter or assisting on wedding shoots or doing a part-time job or just, I just tried to start showing up with my eyes open with a clear intention and presenting as much 
value as I could just as I went through my life. So I was just showing up wholeheartedly. But how did you think to do that? I mean, that was very intuitive. Were you reading books? Was someone like pointing you in any direction? Like you just came up with this on your own or what? Oh, I was obsessed with coaching and I was reading books and I was learning all these things and I was just practicing them. And so what I did, because I remember reading about asking for what you want. I think I had read Asking It Is Given and it was an Esther Hicks book and I... Yeah. And I was like, okay, I'm allowed to, you know, put this out there and then show up and align with the energy of how I want to feel. And what happened was I looked at, I used Mint, which is a budgeting system. Yes. And I looked at exactly how much more I would need to bring in each month in order to be able to make it happen. And so I'm going to stop you there. I think that's so important too. And I hear this so much because obviously I had a lot of struggling artist friends over the years and even fellow entrepreneur friends growing businesses. And it's like awareness is the first step. So let's look at my finances and people don't want to look at their finances because it's painful to look at, or I don't want to look at it and then see actually how impossible my brain decides that it's going to be. So I just love that you were like, let's just see what it would require. And once people actually do that, it tends to be less scary than they imagine because then you start to look at the math and it becomes more neutral, right? So you start, I think I needed, yeah, the exact amount. I needed $1,400 more a month. And so then, you know, without attaching to a specific how, where exactly is this going to come from? I got creative and I started playing with ideas of how could I make this happen? If this is something I really want. And I was very prepared to take on a part-time job or on top of your executive assistant on top of my, which is a 40 hour work week. Oh yeah. Often much more. (laughs) So are you hearing her level of commitment? You guys, she wanted something so badly for two years, it seemed impossible, but then it got to the point that like, she knew this was the, the direction that she wanted to go. She was already working 40 plus hours a week, executive assistants. I have an executive ass- assistant friend. I know that those can be grueling hours depending on the time of year and all of that stuff. And she was like, I want it so badly that I am willing to take on another job because it's like, again, asking yourself, how willing are you to create it? And I also just want to pause here. Some of you might be listening and saying, yeah, but coaching isn't really what I want. Then maybe this isn't the episode to tune into, right? We're just (laughs) saying, if you want it so badly, like I know for me, I was so over my own bullshit. I was over the relationship I had with not just men, but my body actually friendships. I've, I had some shitty friendships and some of them fizzled and some of them are now the best that they've ever been. My relationship to money, for sure. My relationship with my acting career. Like I was such a victim in all of those areas and I was reading the books. I was in therapy. I healed a lot of past stuff that I needed to work through for sure. And then it was just like, but now I know I'm a smart educated woman. I know I have gifts and talents to offer this world. I know I could be creating a six, seven figure business doing something right. And like, or just, I don't have to live this lack mentality in my life anymore financially. Right. I was just so over that. And I was so clear on the value of coaching and I saw the success 
of really good coaches. And I was just like, I need to make this investment, like do or die, because what I am doing isn't working. And I'm just getting out in my own way, having gotten trained as a coach. Right. So I want to just pause there because some people might be like, yeah, I don't want it that badly, but you know what? Maybe you want to take a really fabulous trip. Maybe you want to like have a whole new closet of clothes. Maybe you want to move into a new space. I don't know what it is, but just stay open in this conversation because if it's not coaching, it could be something else. But if you're listening to this podcast, it's because you want to be picking up advice on healing your hearts. But I, I hear you guys reaching out and I've said this multiple times, and please don't stop reaching out if I can answer question, your questions as a topic on the podcast, or if you do want coaching, that's great, but I will not be responding one-on-one to your messages. I just don't coach for free via email, but I'm hearing you say that you love the podcast and you're picking up what I'm throwing down. And then you indulge your victim story and you want me to respond to your story. And the point here, and I'm, I'm not saying this to be mean, I'm saying this from some a tough love standpoint of like, How badly do you want to shift your story? How badly do you want to heal your heart? How badly do you want to get over this guy? How badly do you want to stop attracting these people in your life? How badly do you want to stop doing this to yourself? And so I'm sorry, Megan, to cut you off there, but like really getting clear on like this investment. And then I had someone recently say to me, I don't want to have to pay for that. Like I see other people happy in relationships they haven't had to. And I'm like, you're not really Yes, you're paying to heal your heart, but then like the magic that opens up when you know you are the creator of your life and nobody else's, there is no price you can put on that, truly. So this is where we are speaking from right now. But again, if it's not coaching for you, just know whatever bullshit story you're telling yourself, well, I can't do that, or I have kids. Majority of the women in our mastermind group have children. Some of them don't have partners. And they figured out the $10,000 to invest in Stacy's group. That's not a secret, right? No, Stacy's pretty open about it. <laughs> but we paid $10,000 to be one of 30 women to invest in Stacy because she's a fucking incredible coach. And she has helped me grow personally and professionally. These women, myself included, Megan included, have figured out a way to make it work because The transformation that has even just happened from Chicago, which was just a week ago, and the transformations and the exciting news that majority of us have brought to the group this week from the work that we did that weekend is exponential off the charts. And it is not a coincidence. It is because we overhauled our brains to create new results because we are tired of our fucking limited beliefs that are holding us back. And don't knock it until you've really tried it. But when people invest and they say, this is a long interruption, I apologize. But when people say, I'm just not sure. And how do I know it's going to work? You're not going to know. But if you're following me or if you're following Megan and you're listening to the podcast and you're just like, oh, yeah, but I am really picking up what she's throwing down and all of that or whatever. Like if I, I do guarantee that if you do do this work, if you sign up for coaching and you commit the tools to the tools and you show me your homework every day, I know the clients who are doing the work and I know the clients who aren't and the clients who are doing the work are fucking killing it and thriving in their lives. So 100%, it is scientifically proven that your thoughts create your results. And I was like so many of you, and, and Megan is saying this too, we, we intellectually understood it because she was like, I was obsessed with coaching. I was so fascinated by it. I was reading the books. I just didn't know how to apply it. And that is why this investment, as I see it again, is truly my oxygen. Like I, it makes me like emotional because it is 
like just changed my life exponentially. And I got shitty news yesterday and I can't talk about it right now. I'm still a human who feels my pain and I still get pissed off and I still get triggered. And I still hear stories about things from my past that bring up pain. This isn't like, and you're never going to feel pain again, but I know how to fucking handle it. And I know not to unravel and let it destroy all the other areas of my life. And you just cannot put a price on that. So I'm just inserting this long tangent. I recognize I'm being an asshole host interrupting Megan's story, (laughs) but I want to just like hit the emphasis on this is why coaching is so valuable and why finding the $14,000 for her, that sounds like a lot of money to me. 14 K is a lot of money to me. And that was when four years ago. Right. But like, she was just like, it's two years. I have to figure this out. And I think it takes getting to that point. My apologies, please go ahead. Well, and to clarify, it wasn't even saving over those two years. It took me most of those two years to actually be get totally. to that level of commitment. To decide. And it, and you, it took you two, two years to decide to figure it out. Yes. Yes. Exactly. 100%. And so this is important because it didn't take two years to figure it out. It's so powerful once you decide. It's like it took me a couple months, right? So to clarify, it took her two years for two years. She was thinking about it and thinking right with her thoughts. "Mm, Can't afford it. Can't afford it. Can't afford it. And she was thinking about the program for so long. And then two years later, she decided I have to figure it out. And once she decided, wait till you hear. (laughs) Yeah. So this is kind of wild because like I said, I was prepared to do, you know, part-time work on the weekends or, you know, I was considering photography, just these different things of ways of making it happen. And I also was showing up for my life, just ready and open and so willing and so committed. And you can't make this stuff up literally out of nowhere. I got promoted to a manager role. I was actually a coordinator. So I've gone from executive assistant to coordinator, but still, you know, making like entry level salary made a huge salary jump up to manager. I literally came to work one day and was so shocked by this. (laughs) And this is the wild part. I found out what my new paycheck would be after taxes and I put it into mint and to the dollar, it was the exact amount that I needed to cover the program every month. (laughs) It was wild. And I see this stuff happen all the freaking time because it's not limited. That wasn't like a me thing, right? It's just, this is what works when you send out that powerful signal. When you decide and you're willing to do what it takes, you open the floodgates to things flooding into your reality that you might otherwise have been blocking. And it was so clear to me that like, not only am I doing this program and sticking with my commitment, because of course, it would have been fine and easy to be like, oh, well, now I just have this surplus every month. I can go on vacation more. I can buy a whole new wardrobe. Maybe I can move all this stuff, have my own place because I had a roommate. But I was so clear. I knew exactly what I wanted to do. And then that program not only changed my life, not only launched me into coaching and knowing for sure that's what I wanted to do, but I did feel my heartbreak. And I went on a dating detox while I was in it, did so much healing around relationships. And let's see, two months before it ended, I met my now husband. I literally saved myself years. I know this years and years and years that I could have spent working through my own stuff. I expedited that process so much. 
and did so much healing to prepare for the arrival of this person who I know I was, you know, meant to meet, but I, I had to do my own preparation, laying the groundwork. And I know it just would have taken me a lot, lot, lot longer otherwise. And, you know, that I recognize so much. And even as that rock bottom relationship for me was eight years ago, my heartbreak, but I really didn't start doing the heavy lifting, like the coaching until like, I would say two years ago, like really applying the coaching into my own life. Like I was a student of coaching, but wasn't really getting the coaching in the way that I have. And especially in the last year with both personal coach, business coach, all of that. So I now, I mean, we've talked, I think I mentioned this in a recent episode, Simone, who was on the trip with us, she drew tarot cards. And I said, did you do tarot cards with Simone? I think so. Yeah. <laughs> I did it one night. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Changed my life. Talk about the woo, but I mean, everything that she was saying. And I just really have this intuitive belief that he's just going to show up as I'm just like focusing on my business. But then I was like, wait, am I copping out here? You know, like, am I just, oh yeah. Like he'll just come whatever. (laughs) And, uh, and the cards that were drawn was like the sage card of lovers. And then the chariot arrives. And I was like, yes, please. (laughs) Anyone who's listening, like I still 100% believe in this coaching and know my person is coming. Right in my own way. And who knows, I might be inspired to get back on the dating apps and like put that into action. But I feel very one pointed with my business right now. And then your story is very different, right? That like, we're not saying like, oh, and this means you do meet the love of your life or, or if you, if you are wanting to become a coach and I don't know how much coach trainings are now these days, but uh, I, I know Brooke Castillo's is, is up there like 18 or 20 K or something like that, which is again, I think like the best investment ever, but your result in making that investment in yourself and transformation is going to be unique to you. And just because if you're listening to this episode right now, I'm like, I've been thinking about a coach or I've been thinking about moving into my own space, but believing that I don't have the money, like don't just think, Oh, I I made the decision. And now the money is just going to appear. Like it has to come from this guttural place. And I loved what Megan offered. She said, you know, once she even got the money, I I could have bought a whole new closet of clothes or just moved into my own space. But no, I was so committed to this. What I would love to also talk about is what are the things that you are spending your money on currently? Because oh yes, or not. But I mean, I don't want to be like Megan. What are you spending? But like, what is the listeners <laughs> spending yeah. their money on? Because I was thinking about you know. Any of the heartbroken listeners right now who are so desperate and in such a dark place. And if you are like my rock bottom self, who's not only heartbroken and broke as a joke, like I was just this starving actress slash yoga teacher, like barely making ends meet and just like, it was just not a good situation. And I just never in a million years thought I could ever find the $400, but like, I didn't have podcasts like this podcasts. I don't even think were happening back then, or maybe they were just starting, but now I think we are inundated with a wealth of information, no pun wealth of information. (laughs) And I was thinking about how I've heard from a few people who are like, I know you're the coach for me. I'm obsessed with your podcast. Everything you're saying is exactly what I want, but I just don't have the money. And I would love for you to really sit and think, is that true? You might have a full-time job and you might belong to a fancy gym or you might have some weddings. That's like the best excuse. I have all these weddings that I'm a part of. And it's like, 
okay. But like, is it more important for you to make it to your destination wedding, your friends, not your wedding, your friends, that would be weird if you didn't show up for your (laughs) wedding, but you know, like showing up for the destination wedding or when does it come to a point? And that was another thing that I really had to clean up in my own personal growth work is a majority of my friends were getting married at 26, 27, 28, 29, 30. And I was saying yes to all these weddings that I didn't have the money for all these destination weddings and bridal showers and engagement parties and bridal dresses, you know, bridesmaid dresses that you're never going to wear again. And it was just like, I never even pondered the idea of saying no. Like never did. I think I said no to one wedding because there were like literally three back to back and it was so much money, but it was just like, oh, that's understandable. I just have to say no to like the one person who I'm not as close to because it's just too many and I have to say no to one. I felt like terrible at that time, right? So really getting clear when you say I can't, well, are you, and I talked about this on my episode with my longest standing client, Rachel Cole, and she is a lawyer in DC and she's actually just invested in coach training with Brooke Castillo and she's already killing it as a coach. And um, she really talked about the sacrifices that she made and she wasn't some, she, she's still working as a lawyer as well, but she isn't a lawyer. That's like some high power corporate lawyer. Like she was saying like there were sacrifices. She doesn't travel as much. She lives in a smaller space. She doesn't shop as much. She's not getting many petties on the reg all the time that she made conscious adjustments. And so some of you might say, even if I made those conscious adjustments, I still wouldn't be able to pay for it. So that's then the next question is, are you not willing to create more income? So I was thinking about the heartbroken girl who's just so devastated, obsessing over her ex, blindsided, rug pulled from underneath her. How did she not see it coming? All the years she put into him, he was supposed to be my husband. She was supposed to be my wife. We were supposed to have babies together. I can't get over it. I can't get over it. I can't get over it. Now he's with someone else. I can't stop thinking about them. Oh my God. Oh my God. And so you go out with your girlfriends and you like try to feel better and you drink your face off or you over exercise or you over shop or you take yourself for facials and you take yourself for massages or maybe you don't do any of those things and you're just like a lump on a log and feeling so sorry for yourself and you isolate yourself why wouldn't you just say I'm gonna fucking get an extra job and go babysit twice a week you could make if you're living in New York or LA you could make at least and you're in San Diego I'm sure the same you could make at least a hundred bucks a night babysitting. That's $200 a weekend, maybe 250. I know my own coaching program is six months. If you multiply that by 26 weekends, right? You're hitting over 5,200 or something like that. Don't quote my math. You guys artsy fartsy brain here, but, and I'm not getting into what my price is, but I am, I am a bit, I'm a chunk of change. And I love the price that I offer because to me, it's uncomfortable. Not, it's not uncomfortable for me to charge it, but I think it's an investment that makes people uncomfortable that when they put their money where their mouth is, they're like, if I make this investment, I'm not fucking around. I'm not blowing off sessions. I'm not showing up late as I did for this podcast recording with Megan. I'm not messing around. I'm doing the homework my coach gives me. I'm doing majority of what she says. I don't even expect all my, I don't expect my clients to do everything, single thing I say. I can't, I can honestly say I haven't done everything Stacy and Karin have told me to do, but like, I really do a majority of what they tell me to do. And I'm actually new level on this mastermind, really committing to everything she tells me to do. And like, you're not in a place to date again. You're going out with your girlfriends and miserable as fuck and either obsessing over him and driving them crazy. I know I did that with my girlfriends, like literally drove them crazy. And they just watched to make sure I was eating because I was just like skin and bone. 
why wouldn't you just do the work and get the extra job and invest in the coaching so this never has to happen again? And not never get your heart broken again. I don't know if my heart's going to get broken in my romantic life again. Please, sweet Jesus, God, I've been through enough. I hope not. (laughs) I don't know, right? But like, I know I have the tools to move through it and grow consciously and allow myself to fall the fuck apart and heal and learn and understand that my thoughts create my results and figure out how I continue to move forward. But if you like show that commitment, and I truly believe like the girl who's working 50 hour weeks, and then she's like, you know what? I'm going to take that babysitting job and I'm going to create the money and I am going invest, to invest in a coach. I think that is when the money magically appears and you probably don't have to do as much of what you were willing to do. But we don't know. Everyone's on her own unique journey. Yeah. You know what? I totally forgot about this, but just as you were saying that, completely blanked until this moment, I took on a second job. I forgot I actually did that before I got promoted at my full-time job. I was coming home. I would get home around 7 p.m. And from 7 to 10, I would get on phone calls and coach people under a different program, coach people all around the world. And I can't believe I forgot that, but it's also because it didn't feel like work to me. And it's when I first really started falling in love with coaching people on the phone. And I was so energized by it. And I was so excited about the possibility of that becoming my life someday. I can't believe I forgot, but I think it's important to say, like you can also, it can also be like a two for one where you can, you know, if the idea of nannying doesn't excite you or yeah, I just use that as no, yeah. It's like, maybe there's a way to incorporate something that you're also interested in exploring as, you know, something else you end up doing as a hobby or a different job down the line. You can find a way to bring in the extra income. Cause I, I just remembered I was doing that because I didn't know I was going to get promoted at work. So I was slowly building up my savings three hours, you know, a night and at all at the same time, I was discovering this other passion. So you never know. It doesn't even have to be like drudging yourself through this thing when you're so tired after your full-time job. Ugh, now I go have to do this other thing. Staying open to it also being something that you enjoy because there are so many unlimited possibilities. And I think what you're talking about so much is becoming the creator of your own reality. And there's a shift that happens when you stop saying, I can't afford this. And you start saying, how can I make this happen? So let's just say that again, right? A shift happens when you say, I can't afford this to just opening up the brain to the idea of how can I make this happen? So your brain is now opening up to the possibility of making what you desire happen, and not from a place of obsessing over the how, how's it? So here's an example. Yes, way to circle energies. it back. I love it. Yes. Because yes. I want it to be super clear. You don't want, how's it going to happen? How's it going to happen? I don't know how it's going to happen. Which what is do the same do? with dating. Don't do that yes. with dating. Even though I really want to know how is it going to happen? I didn't tell me. Oh, wait, you're not a dating I wish coach. I could look at my crystal ball. <laughs> um, but it's different. How's it going to happen? It's all about the energy it's riding on. That one just keeps you spinning out and freaking out versus... I wonder how I can make this happen. How could I make this happen? What can I do right now to start changing my situation and start setting myself up for the life that I want? And that's putting on the most empowered version of yourself. That's becoming an active creator in your life. And that's when things start to shift. 
Amen. And I also think, and this is why I love being a member of our mastermind group, which is such a fucking badass group of entrepreneurial coaches. <laughs> it's insane the way we elevate each other and push each other and love each other and cheer each other's success on. I mean, that's hard to I look at my thought, but it's rare for a group of 30 women to just be like, yes, about each other and push each other. And I got coached hard by my peers and at meals and stuff like that, like in a beautiful way, but just these bitches in this group don't fuck around, but that's, what's amazing. And we have the gift of having other women who speak our language, but then start seeking out people who are seeking, speaking the same language as you. So you start asking yourself, but like, I definitely wouldn't go ask my Irish Catholic parents, like, guys, I think acting's a really great idea. Guys, I think just like starting my own business is just like a really, it's just so foreign <laughs> to my parents who are in their seventies and grew up in Ireland in the fifties and the sixties. And, and my parents, again, I feel like I've been like digging at them in this podcast and I won't let them listen because of all the F-bombs and like sex references, but I love my parents madly and they've given me the world, but like their belief system and from where they come from, like what I do is really foreign to them, literally, like they're from Ireland and they're Americanized. <laughs> and, and so um, they're super, like, they're so proud of what I've created and, and it's amazing. But like, I think they were a little like, what the fuck is she doing? And I know that they love me and support me, but like they were not going to be people that were like, yes, and this is how you do it. So I sought out people speaking my language. And I think you're lucky you live in San Diego. I live in LA. You you obviously got your training in LA. We live in a, a pretty woo-woo culture and time, obviously, where we can eat, have easy access to people who really are speaking our language to elevate us and help us come up with solutions, right? So you don't have to do this alone either. Yeah, I do think it was important to you know, when I decided to do that program, when I decided to invest in myself for the first time, I was really careful about who I shared with because it was such a scary thing for me that I felt like I couldn't handle other people's like worry for me, you know, and I really had to, here's actually, if I could give you one takeaway that changed so oh, much. Finally, give us one, Megan, nothing you said has been of <laughs> value whatsoever. That's why I keep cutting you off. This Everything so... you say, I'm like, yeah, and I want to add. <laughs> yes. Okay. Here's the thing. I stopped taking advice from people unless they had the kind of life that I wanted. Oh, it reminds me of Brene Brown saying, I don't care. I'm going to botch the quote, but it's like, I only want to, the, the opinions of people who are in the arena. Yes. Who are doing what I am doing. Like there's so many people fat shaming her as she is literally changing lives and talking about shining a light on shame and vulnerability, which every human being, as long as you're not a sociopath, like experiences. And she's just doing the most monumental work. I think she is like one of the greatest teachers of our time of moving through shame and vulnerability and finding love for yourself and all of that and all these haters. And she's just like, I have no interest. And I think it was a Winston Churchill quote. Was it Winston Churchill? Uh, Teddy Roosevelt, I think. Okay. Cause I was about to say that does not sound right. The Winston Churchill, that would not make sense. <laughs> and then I was like, I just looked this up Winston? recently. So it's in my mind. It's but totally Teddy quote. Roosevelt and we're botching it and I'll put it in the show notes. You know what? I feel like we need to look it up. So we found the quote. And this quote by Theodore Roosevelt, not Winston Churchill, says, 
it is not the critic who counts. So Brene really brought light to this quote. I just want to make this clear. Think about her who's, who's putting out all this amazing work on shame and vulnerability. And she's just getting fat shamed and criticized for in the most horrific ways. Check out her Netflix special as well. You are heartless if you don't cry watching that or laugh. You've no sense of humor if you don't laugh. But so she starts out, right, in response to, and she uses this, this Teddy Roosevelt quote and she uses it all the time. It is not the critic who counts, not the man who points out how the strong man stumbles or where the doer of deeds could have done them better. The credit belongs to the man who is actually in the arena, whose face is marred by dust and sweat and blood, who strives valiantly, who errs, who comes short again and again, because there is no effort without error and shortcomings, but who does actually strive to do the deeds, who knows great enthusiasms, the great devotions, who spends himself in a worthy cause, who at best knows in the end the triumph of high achievement, and who at the worst if he fails, at least fails while daring greatly. Daring Greatly is also the title of one of Brene's many brilliant books. And I love this so much because the critics in my life who count are the ones who truly understand my life's work, who truly understand me, and they don't have to be coaches. Brene, I think, also says, another client told me this, that Brene has allowed for five people in her life to have a say in her life. I probably have like seven because, you know, I have three coaches, so they have to count. So maybe eight, (laughs) and then I have like five other people, right? But like really and truly. And so I'm someone, because I've been single for a hot minute, I have a lot of girlfriends, but not all of them are doing the work that I'm doing. And that doesn't mean that I'm better than, but like their their perception, like some of my friends from high school who got married at 26 and they're happily married people, we live such different lives that they're not going to perceive my life and my work or a situation that I'm in the same way. That doesn't mean that they love me any less. We're just not seeing it the same way. And that's totally okay. But I probably wouldn't be picking up the phone to call them to be like, Hey, this thing just happened in my business. What do you think? Yeah, totally. And I think that there's so much value in working with someone, whether it's a heartbreak coach or business coach or whatever kind of coach who really understands that investing in yourself is, you know, making a huge bet on yourself and it is uncomfortable and people who are walking their talk and really investing in their own growth consistently and have been there. Like every client that I take on, I know what a big deal it is to them to go all in on themselves in this way because I'm doing that too. And I think as soon as you do that, it's amazing. Even before the first session, with you or me or anyone, something shifts. It's like sending out that powerful signal of like, as of right now, this is a priority in my life. This is so valuable to me. And I'm so willing to work on this that I'm going to put my money where my mouth is, even if it scares the, you know what, out of me. You can say shit. I curse all the time on this. (laughs) I would actually like to bring all the truck drivers on here to make that sound like (laughs) such a disgusting human being. Yeah, well, it's the sort of thing, too, where it's like, I think, not in a depressing way, but in a motivating way, I think all the time about how life is relatively short. And in order to maximize my life, I want to 
you know, transform and grow and become the best version of myself possible. And I've just found that every single time I invest in myself, especially when it's scary, that's when the biggest leap forward happens. And I feel like I get years, like I save myself decades in the process. And that's why it's so easy for me to talk about you know, what we're talking about today and investing in yourself, because I believe in it so wholeheartedly. I think what an amazing time that we live in where this is something that people do, that they invest in their own brains. It's the coolest thing ever. And it's actually, in my opinion, again, obviously I'm a little bit biased and I think you agree. I think it's vital for our physical and emotional health. Like I truly think And, uh, you know, I brought on my best friend, Jamie McEwen, who's an amazing health coach and what we're putting into our bodies on top of the access that we have to information that triggers fear and pain, the internet, the news flashes, the shootings, the president of our country, I might lose some listeners, but I don't care, right? Like our, the state of our country on so many levels, the state of our world environmentally, like there, like the Amazon, I mean, like there is so much happening that can allow our brains and our bodies to go into total panic. And so it is our job to like, especially for any parent out there, if you're bringing children into the world, if you have children, if you want to bring children into the world, get yourself so healthy and so good on the inside and out. And you can do that with mind management. I just did a little Insta story earlier today, a, a tangent. I know y'all are shocked. And <laughs> I went, I did talk about like, I mean, in my twenties, I, I collapsed of heat stroke and a seizure, but looking back, I used to run in the heat all the time. And I was totally stressed and anxious and heartbroken over just like another random dude where I just like put all my pain and angst and energy and gave him all my power. And I was drinking so much more. I was partying hard and then running my, literally running my body. And so I collapsed and like face planted the ground and I was just pushing myself physically, mentally, and emotionally. I remember, um, I had a couple of panic attacks and when I was in another relationship, but I didn't connect the dots. And then this is going to be really gross, but it just popped into my head. I ended up having this growth on my back on the side of my spine. And every time I sat back on the subway, it would just hit off and I knew it was something and it needed to get, it needed to get cut off. I just had all of these weird physical things happening and I never connected the dots that perhaps my mind and my stress and my unmanaged mind, right? About all the drama that I was creating was manifesting in my body and then manifesting with my money and manifesting in just my life and continuing. There were many guys after that guy because I was the common denominator. So I think we are so lucky to have so much access to this work, but there's nothing like having a trusted coach. And maybe you're listening to the conversation with Megan and I, and you're like, oh, that's something that's interesting to investigate. And we aren't the right coaches for you. That's totally fine. We're just huge proponents. There are certain people who come to me and I'm not the right fit for them. And I will send them either to my therapist, if I feel therapy is the right fit for them, but someone who you can trust and really do the work with who can not just only heal your hearts or open up your money mindset, but help you really commit to creating the life of your dreams as cheesy and cliche as that sounds. But 
to believe any old story that it's not in the cards for you, or it's too hard, or you have a job, or you have kids, or it's never going to work out, or that's dumb, or I don't think I'm good enough, or I don't believe it's possible for me. It always happens for other people. Well, keep believing all of those excuses and you'll stay exactly where you are. Yeah. One of the examples I think about often is getting a massage. And whether you are healing from heartbreak or you're growing your business, like my clients, it's if you have the mind drama, you could be at the most relaxing place in the world. You could be on a private beach. You could be on a massage table. And if you're in your head thinking about all these things that stress you out, it doesn't even matter because wherever you go, there you are. Your brain doesn't stay. You know, your brain goes on vacation with you. And the value in learning how to move through all of that stuff is, yes, then you can still go on the vacation, still get the massage, but you actually enjoy that experience. You enjoy any experience in your life so much more because you know how to navigate that stuff. Amen. It doesn't matter. Like, what is the point of taking yourself on vacation or buying yourself the Louis Vuitton or any of it? If you're just miserable, those things are just band-aids and you eventually don't care. I often think about how I remember my first experience of this was prom. I was so excited for prom, so excited picking out the dress, so excited to get like my press on nails, so excited to get my hair done. But like the prom itself was kind of underwhelming, right? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, high school is an amazing experience for me, but yeah, I just was like, oh, like it's the buildup. Right. And the same I hear, I often hear maybe your wedding day was amazing. Was it? It was. And I used so many mindset tools to decide ahead of time how it was going to be for me. So it was a huge mindset experiment for me. And one thing I know we're wrapping up soon, but one thing I do want to circle back on really briefly is when I hired my first one-on-one coach, because when I did the program, that was when I didn't have the money. When I hired my first one-on-one coach, I didn't just have a bucket of money set aside to hire a coach. Very few people that I talk to have a coaching fund. I do now because I'm like, I want to prep for this for the rest of my life. But at the time, I just had my rainy day fund my emergency savings. If, you know, something bad happens, I can rely on this. If I get fired, whatever, all the things. And I actually tapped into that to pay for my first coach right as I was starting my business when my income wasn't stable. And I so get how terrifying it is to go into that. But I got to this place where I realized that fund is there to really support me. And I can just let it sit there and have this kind of false sense of safety, or I can use it to propel me forward and create like a sense of safety and security within myself. And that was the best investment I ever made. That was like everything. So just circling back, if you are the person who has like the rainy day funds, just considering, you know, what falls into that category, does investing in yourself right now fall into that category? And I actually said this to someone on a consultation. I said, is your rainy day staying the exact same six months from now? And if that's yes, then you should say yes. Because what does a rainy day mean? For me, the thought of being in the exact same place with my business when I invested with Stacy, I was just like, and that was a small investment. And now my, now Stacy obviously costs a lot more money. And as I continue to grow with her, she'll continue to grow. And I will never, ever, ever not figure out a way to pay her 
or my personal coach, because they are the people who see my blind spots. And just because I think I'm super self-aware and have my own mindset tools, when I do inevitably go into panic or freak out or think it's too hard or decide I'm not cut out for this, whether it's a relationship or my business taking it to the next level, they have got me all the way. And I will never be able to put a price on that that's too high. And being able to just wake up every morning, even if I wake up with anxiety, which is a majority of my mornings, it's just like, I got this, I got the tools. And if I move through my morning work, which I talk about with you guys all the time, doing the thought work and I make my clients do it. Some of them do, some of them don't. And shocker, the ones who do it are the ones who have the most amazing results. And sometimes I'm stumped with my thought work. Sometimes it's not a day for thought work because the feeling in my body, the pain, the fear, whatever it is, is so overwhelming. And then I take it to my coaches and there's just, there's no excuse to not show up and work through it. And that just feels fucking awesome and badass and amazing. And I'm so proud to share that and to have this conversation with you. And I feel like you sold everybody. I feel like um, <laughs> my wait list is going out the window and you're going to get some phone calls. Amazing. I think if I can sell someone on knowing that they're the creator of their own reality, my work here is done. Oh, yes. <laughs> I love you so much, Megan. I love you can't believe we just met officially over a week ago and I don't know like we we couldn't stop talking before and now we have to wrap up so sorry guys we were girl chatting before (laughs) um but how can we find you so you can find me on instagram at meglad m-e-g-l-a-d-d or my website is megan m-e-g-a-n dash lad l-a-d-d dot com you can learn about me there I love meeting new people. I have such a passion for working with other coaches. So if you're a coach and you're struggling with making consistent income and you're ready to scale to six figures, do more of your work in the world, those are the women I love to support in creating financial freedom. Amazing. Your clients are so lucky to have you. I'm so lucky to have you. My listeners are so lucky to have you. Guys, go find Megan and I'll put all this information in the show notes. Thank you so much. You are such a dream. And I feel so honored to be doing this work with you and growing our businesses together. And thank you for just shining a light on the possibility and on the value of coaching. I cannot thank you enough. Thank you so much for having me on. This was so much fun. You're the best. All right, my loves. Thank you for tuning in. Any questions, any topics you want me to touch on? You can contact me at the information on the end of this episode. So much love, my loves. Until next time. Bye. My love, are you ready to stop wanting him back and find someone better? Then head on over to clairetheheartbreakcoach.com and sign up for my one-year group coaching program. I can't wait to put a stop to your broken heart and get a start on your happily ever after.